Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. New episodes uploaded every Monday. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. New episodes uploaded every Friday. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. New episodes uploaded every Thursday. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. New episodes are uploaded every Wednesday. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I can't believe I found a love that's so pure and true. Everybody, welcome back to the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, episode six. I'm your host, Renata Cavalieri, and always with me, but somehow annoying. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's a, this is the final episode of 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're done after this. Sanch couldn't take me anymore, so it's the last podcast. Now I'm just kidding. But introduce yourself again. Yeah. Against? Against. A Grinch? Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it. I was going to try to do a screenshot of you right now wearing those stupid glasses. Okay, take a screenshot right now. Right, here it goes. Ready? All right, there you go. All right, there you <laughs> go. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sanch, and as always... Oh, wait, no. We already got that part out of the way. <laughs> so we are back. We are, you know, the, the crew that is 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. We got a special what? episode... Our themed, our very first themed episode uh, for the month of February because it's all about love and and hearts and cupids and and Valentines and all that stuff burning there. Now remember, you don't say times. There's no M in Valentine. Okay, it's Valentine, not Valentine. You know, because people always say that. I I remember. I say that. This is how, how, how nerdy I am right here. No, not nerdy, geeky. Because nerdies are nerd. Nerdy people are smart. Geeks are what I am. <laughs> but I remember I was, was playing. A smart thing to say. Huh? That that was a smart thing to say. Yeah, you know, you're you're correcting people. Yeah, but uh, I I used to play Final Fantasy XI on PlayStation Two, and my <gasps> character was named Valentine. <laughs> That's who I created. So I remember I was like, yeah, my character's Valentine. I got it from a a, a movie, a, a Jim Henson movie called Mirror Mask, and I loved this character called Valentine in it. He was like really awesome, and um, so so yeah. But anyways, all right. So this uh. uh <laughs> 
Anyway, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. How do you feel, Renance, today? Uh, I feel really, really refreshed. I took a nice cat nap, and I think I'm going to be up tonight, which is no good, but there's always nice to take a little nap during the day, or early night. Yeah. But yes, I feel really good. Awesome. How about you, Sand? I feel good, you know, um... I feel 10 times better than I have been. I have just a random little cough randomly every now and again. But other than that, I am better. So what you're hearing is a healed uh, 88 miles per hour podcast. It's no longer the sick cast. We're no longer sick. But as always, we got to get into our shout out. So let's do it. Time for them shout out. Fans. All right, Renata, you take it off. You, you lead the board on this one. Yes. Um, the first shout out I want to give to is on Instagram. Her name is Virginia underscore A. She has been very enthusiastic about our pictures and what our show's about. Like every time I, I like do a picture and I say, hey, guess this movie. She's the first one to guess that movie. And I say, I expect you to know the next one. I expect you to guess the next movie. And she's like, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. And then she's like, and she just talks about like, she just gets involved, and I think that's awesome. So, thank you, Virginia underscore A. You've been an awesome fan. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we have a lot more fans on Instagram. We've noticed that most of our fan base is from Instagram. So, another big, huge fan that I want to give a shout out to is um he's just starting out his name is only god forgives underscore and since i recently put the latest picture up he's been very enthusiastic about our episode today so i figured i just hey give him a nice little shout out so only god forgives underscore thank you for being so um excited for this episode how about you sanjani um shout outs no you named the ones i was talking about uh which ones um I what you call it wanted to bring up, but you you na- you nailed it for us. So awesome. So yeah, and I guess uh, you know what? Let's uh, give a shout out to your your dad <laughs> and your mom for uh, being there for those moments where like, hey, do they know who this artist is? And right away they're like, yeah, I know who it is. You know, and your dad commenting on our Facebook. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, you want to know what they did? Okay, you know, I'm actually going to tell the story, Mom and Dad. We were at dinner today, and they were like, you know, we could so rock that podcast of yours or not. I feel like we know more than you. I said, obviously. I was like, you were born around, like, you know, early that time, and you grew up in that era. And I, and then my dad's like, wait, they can't do that. They actually think they know more than what we do. And then, like, it was an ongoing argument about who can control the podcast, who could know more about <laughs> the I'm sitting there eating my chicken cutlets, and I'm like... I was like, I need to do this episode just to show them up. But also, one last thing I was actually really excited about, and I know a lot of Back to the Future fans out there, guess who followed us on Instagram? I mean, if you've been, you know, looking. No. Are you asking me? Like, are you asking the fans? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. uh, I don't know. A lot of Back to the Future people follow us, so I don't know who's following us. Claret Clayton Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. It's like so many people. Like, I know Marty McFly follows us, you know, so it's it's, it's awesome. (laughs) And do you know who she is? 
She's like married to a wonderful and brilliant scientist, Doc underscore Brown, 1985. We have two handsome children, Jules and Vern. I never met a man like you before. So that is awesome. Thank you, Clara, Clayton Brown for following us and see if you can get the doc to follow us too. That would be really nice. So shout out to you. (laughs) Let's give out a shout out to Josh in the sky X three. She was our 200th follow. Oh, yeah. For 200 followers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you Uh, guys rock. Without you, we wouldn't be anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. (laughs) Well, grazie, people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get into it's the hour. Why do we say that? Why do I say it's the hour at hand? That's retarded. All right. We're at that moment. We're to the show where we focus on Renata and her awesomeness of her still unnamed fashion beats so like we say Renata take it away well it's the ongoing joke but this is for fa- Renata's fashion of whatever majigger I'm just gonna make up names every time I have a session of fashion so the first um first thing that I want to bring up with the new fashion is is the rolled up jeans. Well, you know sh- what? Really, I just want to cut you off. Do you honestly believe? I know your parents lived through the '80s, but do you honestly believe they know way more than us? No. Or more than me? <laughs> I mean, nope. because it's like okay, on their on their uh, on certain things they probably understand, but if you real if you listen back to the episode, a lot of stuff they talked about was the the things of like what they were into. Like, of that wasn't even of that 80s generation. They liked a lot of older music. You notice that? Yeah, exactly. They did like, and then anything that was 80s was R&B. But everything that was a huge, like, they talked about they really didn't really dig the stuff that was really popular at that time. So more mm-hmm. of the pop culture, we probably would have a better knowledge than they would when it came to the pop culture. Uh, Movies-wise, I mean, who knows? I think right there, you know, with your father, like... But at the same time, I mean, I think it, it would probably be even, but at the same time, it's like, he was a teenager. Was he following all the cartoons, all all the all the toys of that time, that generation? Though he collects, yeah. but what would he know? Like, that's why, you know, um, pop culture, uh, just the history of everything. Like, how, how, how were they informed of everything? Like, I mean, it's like, maybe they would, you know, I would probably be at that level with them. You know, but I don't, maybe they might know more than you, or you think you honestly believe you would outbeat them and know more than them? Um, I mean, like, it would probably take them a while because they're a little bit of, a little rusty because, like, they're not into the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could use my words properly. Yeah, so it, it, what, they're a little rusty. Or you're, like, making a reference that they're old people, so it takes them a little while to put oil that process can, into oil can. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, they're going like, to hate us, right? <laughs> well, they might hate me. Then I won't hate you, Sanj. But I felt like you showed them up just now. I mean, like, Mom, Dad, I think you guys would be pretty good with this. But, I mean, uh, you obviously don't know a lot of pop culture at this no. moment. Well, you know what we should do? We should do, let's, we what? Should, we should do a, like, a, what, in a future episode, a trivia Constant. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you know, and then we have them answer. And it, it, it'll be, well, we won't do obscure 80s. We won't do obscure 80s stuff. Oh, come that on. Hard. Huh? These people want to claim that they're the best at the 80s knowledge. Come on, we have to, like, destroy them. Okay, okay, we'll do that. If they if they know stuff, like, and, and we'll we'll challenge them on it, you know, uh, we'll we'll see, you know. I, I, perfect. All right, there you go. You know, the Caval- Cavalieri. Ah, Christ, I just messed up. I butchered your last <laughs> 
<laughs> but there you Kava. go. Well, we're, we'll pronounce it out right now. Cava. Cava. Leary. Leary. There you go. Cavalieries. It's on. <laughs> well, so Mom Sanch actually just brought it to the table. So it necessarily wasn't me, even though it was more of an instigator. For him to think <laughs> idea. So, um, yeah, you take it as you like. We'll be waiting. Yeah. We'll be waiting. Anyway, right. back to my fashion jigger name. You know, I'm going to butcher that name every time I talk about my fashion. Yeah. <laughs> the, like I said, the thing that's actually getting back in style is they ro- the rolled-up jeans look, which was called the Marty McFly. The Marty McFly? That's what it's called? So, it, like, it was nicknamed the Marty McFly look. Oh, really? I had no idea. It was like the high, it was the high top jeans and it was rolled up about like two to three times and then you would have your white Converse sneakers or any type of Converse sneakers and that was like the look. And it's actually coming back. A lot of, I, I see a lot of girls are pulling off the rolled up jean look. Not so much the guys, but more of the hipsters are trying to get into that now. So, it, and it's, um, people are rolling up their, um, like, like dress, um, pants like it's more like they wear a a blazer and a nice shirt and then they'll wear like a brown um brown pants brown dress pants and they'll roll them up a couple of times and they'll wear like slip-on shoes with no socks that's pretty much like it's it's sort of an 80s look but are like you, me- are you talking about cuffing the pants yeah roll them up you mean like when you cuff them up the pants right yeah, cuff, but it's cool. I call it rolling up. Because when I picture rolling up, I'm picturing like you know, like basketball, like ballers, as they say, they roll up their pants all the way above their knee. That's what I pictured. I said two to three times jeans that okay. they roll up. That's not '80s, man. That that is like literally from the greaser era. But that was the '80s. The greaser. Okay, history. No, no hold on. I, I'm sorry, but. That was a greaser look. That was what greasers did. They would wear their freaking, you know, their Chuck, their Chuck Taylors at the time, cuff up their pants, and then, yeah, just because freaking, um... Do you realize that was so commercialized? Like, I mean, not commercialized, but, like, a lot of 50s, like, 50-type movies were made in the 80s. Yeah, but that that's because that was the style of the 50s. You can't really necessarily say that was an 80s fashion because that... It came- was! No, that's that's based on a 50s style. It was the dress wear of what the greasers wore, you know? So it's like, for instance, like, you know, someone's dressing like that now. You're going to call them. You're not going to say, oh, you're dressed like the 80s. You're going to say, oh, you're dressed like the 50s. You're a greaser, you know? Explain that picture. Explain that picture. It's hard to see. I can't see it. Oh, okay. Let me see. White. Oh! Okay. Alright. No, 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 no. What you're showing... Oh, see, this is where I think it's going to get our audience mixed up. Because how you're showing it, it's where the the pants, the jeans, were tight at the bottom. Well, yes, they were tight at the bottom (laughs) because they were jeans. Yeah. But when when you look at a greaser... Their pants, when they cuff them, they're a little loose. They're not all tight. And they kind of, they, they end up having like a little bit of a high. See, because what Marty McFly is wearing in the past, that is a greaser look. 
you know? Well, oh, yeah. I mean, like, the big, when you, when you cuff them big and at the bottom, like, you know, and they're more of a wide jean, that was the greaser look. But I should have been more specific. Yeah, because your look is, I get that, that is 80s. What you're talking about is 80s. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, because the look I'm thinking of is a, a totally a greaser look. But anyways, go on. Uh, also, uh, what else? about to say um they had a um i was gonna bring up the topic even though sanch kind of brought it up in the beginning of our show but um the members only jackets are coming back and i really i really wanted to talk about them in particular because you could find them now in any thrift shop any thrift shop and people are buying them and people are thinking they're cool and you know they're like you know it's the style today i mean like i think they're they're brightly colored and i think they're i think they're cool and stuff but i mean like you know i think it's more of a spring like spring type of look so if you want to wear like a light jacket members only jackets are pretty cool so you know i would say go for that i mean it doesn't hurt to um go to a thrift shop just wash it. <laughs> Just wash it before you put it on. Yeah. And I thought they were brightly colored. They were just pretty much in a lot of 80s movies. And um, it, it was just a very popular thing to wear. So I'm just going to bring up those two things. And that's the end of the fashion. Well, remember, you had to be a member to wear a members only jacket. <laughs> I wish I had a members only jacket, but just for comedy reasons, you know. So why don't you get one? They're everywhere in the thrift shops. Yeah, but I'm just too lazy to go to an actual thrift shop. Ask Allie to get you a purple one. A purple one? No, it wouldn't be the purple I love. What do you mean? I, I don't know. It just it wouldn't look. Um, it because. There's certain I've seen a purple members only jacket and it doesn't look the way I would want the members only jacket to look. Would you want a black members only jacket? Uh, sure. Why not? Sanchez's two favorite colors are black and purple. Well, technically, black isn't a color; it's a shade. So get it right, woman. <laughs> well, if if it's in the Crayola crayon box, obviously it's a color. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But it's not. If you know, you know. Art and design and stuff. No, I just can't. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There was Renata's Machamacallit fashion beat featuring Renats. All right. As always, I always talk about a song. The day, the movie that we're going to be talking about, I always feature the song that was released. Here's the thing. The song was released February 13th, 1998. So the song wouldn't be an 80s song. So I figure, well, what if we jump back? What was the year the movie was real? I mean, the movie is supposed to take place. So we find out the movie takes place in 1985. So I thought, all right, well, why don't we decide to choose February 13th, 1985? And at that point, we're like, all right, well, what, what, what was the number one song? So I decided, all right, I looked it up, and here's the song. I don't know. I haven't. Maybe I've heard it, but I don't know. Here's Why, Jerry, show me? 
tease it up because we had that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know which song is it. But out of nowhere, boom, the ballad comes in. Because I can guarantee most of you that heard that song, at first you're like, I don't know what song that is. But once you heard that chorus, you knew, oh, I know that song. So there you go. Foreigner with I Know, I Want to Know What Love Is. So there you have. Do you remember it in the um, the recent, um, not the recent, but like the Alvin, the new Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, trailer where like they finally see like the Chipettes for the first time and that song's playing in the background and they're like staring at each other. And it's so cute. Oh it's a, if you look at that trailer, that's what for, it's um, for, for which that's one? That's the song playing. The, the, the song, um, I think it's for two, um, the sequel. No, the squeakle. The squeakle. <laughs> they ruined what I love about the chipmunks, okay? Please, Here, so let, let, let's, let's, you know what, really quick, how much time we have? You know what, we have 10 minutes before we get to the half hour mark. So, really quickly, I want to talk about how much, all right, look, I love the chipmunks. I, I, you know, what was awesome about the chipmunks is that during the 80s, they they were it was very like a music influence show because when they first came out it's like you know I want the hula hoop whatever you know and so obviously they were a singing group I mean that's what it was like put as so every time they would do album singing albums so in the eighties it was the perfect opportunity pop music was huge so they would always do an episode and they would do the music well they did a movie called um, the Chick Monk Adventure love that freaking movie I don't know why I don't own it on DVD. Yeah, yeah, why I, don't you? Yeah, but I own the freaking soundtrack, and and it, it, I mean, I that if you've listened to Brothers Bear, you know two of those songs are my guilty pleasures. That if you look at my iPod and it says the top twenty five songs, those two songs are always on my Can top three. Can we just play for them? All right, here we go. And, and this is what upset me about the set, the squeakle because they had an opportunity. The Chibets were featured in it. And yet we weren't introduced to freaking the girls and boys of rock and roll. Come on. Perfect opportunity for you guys to like at least update that song a little bit. Don't change the lyrics. You know, make it modern. But yet, no. (laughs) Who doesn't love the chip? Come on. I always love the chip. Come on, that's a freaking awesome song. And then Diamond Dolls, come on, boom. I play this on my car driving to work. (laughs) I have the windows up, obviously, you know. But it's a good song. I love it. Good song. You know, I, I love this album, but the thing is, it's like the, the the movie was terrible. One, why would they change the voice actors, man? Like, they they I think Justin Long provided the voice of Alvin. Why? You can't even recognize it's Justin Long. Get the guy who provided the voice for the Chipmunks, who I believe is the son of the guy who created the Chipmunks. He provided the voice. Why not just use them? It's so yeah. stupid. And Jesse McCartney was the Theodore. I was like, really? Why? You couldn't even recognize it. I I could have did the voice. They just high pitch it. They could have gotten the guy off the street to do the voice. It's like it's so stupid. Like I don't know. I was really upset with the movies. What they what they could have done. It was just dumb. And I know like they made them do current songs and stuff like that. But as a whole, like where the hell is Miss Miller? 
Miss Miller took care of the Chibets, you know? That's true. Where was she? You know, so, ah, oh, man, it's just, it, it bothered the hell out of me. Like, you know, and I, I felt like they, when they did the, the the third film, the Chip Wrecked or whatever the hell it was, that should have been the Chipmunk Adventure right there. They should have went out, had the search for diamond dolls, you know. Um, but no, they, they it was a, a, a missed opportunity. If I ever get to that point, I'm going to do reboot the Chipmunk franchise, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to... Being serious, folks. Being serious. <laughs> I am. I mean, that one was cool. Like, you would see, if you watch the Chipmunks, you actually was funny. I didn't even realize it, but it was early 90s, and Renata showed me where the Chipmunks, it was like a special of Alvin and the Chipmunks that uh, Will Smith hosted, remember? Or the Fresh Prince at the time. The Fresh Prince, yeah. Yeah. And they, like, they were doing all these, like, you know, current songs at that time and i was like holy hell i had not seen this but it was I, it was a, a a flash of it was it was they went from when the chipmunks first started they they went from 50s to 60s to 70s to 80s and then to the 90s which was the time that they were doing the show and it was like that because that's how lonely been around and for like the 50s they would do um little rich little richard and like you know a song of his and for the 60s they would do the beatles and like they would and the they would sing a song from the beatles but it would be like their little cute chipmunk voices and they would tweak the song like they would take it down a notch or like they know actually they would hire the song yeah. so and and it would it would be like fun to sing along with and and of course with the 80s they did michael jackson you saw alvin like i mean it was it was bad programming and it was just like bad effects but supposedly alvin was right next to michael jackson when he was doing smooth criminal and he was dressed just like him and he's doing like the lean and everything and the funny part is when he does the lean alvin kind of falls over because he looks at michael like how are you doing that like you know and he's like as soon as he (laughs) does he falls over so it was one of my favorite tapes to watch so oh so if you ever get the chance on YouTube, check it out. It's called Rockin' with the Chipmunks. Yeah, there you go. Rockin' with the Chipmunks. Or just, you know what? Look, rent, buy the Chipmunk Adventure. It's it's a, a great freaking movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're at that moment where we talk about and focus on a movie <clears throat> that is normally from the 80s. But today we're making an exception because like we, well, actually we're not making an exception. <laughs> what do, I'm an idiot. What, what we normally do is we, we talk everything 80s, but we've decided where even if it wasn't released in the 80s, but it's based in the 80s, we'll talk about it. So there's going to be many movies well, or TV shows that are currently filmed, but take place in the 80s. So the movie today is Renata, take it away. <clears throat> the Wedding Singer. It's an awesome, awesome movie that wasn't necessarily wasn't made in the eighties, but Adam Sandler tweaked it, and he's actually actually was a part of it. So it was more like took us back to when the eighties was, and it took place there. The music, the fashion, the hair, the even they talked about the shows that went on in the eighties. Yeah. And the story is, it's about a guy named Robbie Hart. Yeah. He's a wedding singer, and back in the day, wedding singers were pretty popular. That's when they started, like, really um, doing good and becoming popular. And he was a, a, a renowned wedding singer in in that in that area where they lived. And what happened was he meets this waitress that works at the hall that he go that he uh, performs at, and the her what? name what? is huh the what she works at the what oh. 
The what? Oh, stop! Hi, <laughs> <laughs> God. So she works at the hall. I can't even. I don't know if I should say it right. Oh, you know, no, forget. She, <laughs> she works at the hall where um, where Julia Sullivan works at. So they work together. They're work buddies. And here, Robbie's about to get married. He's like, oh, well, I'm getting married. She's like, oh, well, maybe, you know. And then, well, actually, she's engaged to be married, and he's about to get married. So happens is, you know, she's a waitress at his wedding. His bride doesn't show up. So he's down in the dumps. He thinks love's Love doesn't even exist. He mopes around. And Julia was the person that got him right back on his feet and said, Hey, listen, you can't be in the dumps. You can't you can't just sit here and not and and, and forget about wedding singing because that's your thing. You love that. That's what you that's what you love to do. And she like brought the fun back into life for him. Like and and to keep his mind off of like, you know, Linda, which was the woman he was about to be married to, she has her wedding to be planned. So he's helping her with the wedding. Here wind up, they fall in love. And I don't want to give anything away, but it's pretty much based around a love story where like love is supposed to happen at a certain time, but things don't work out and other people get involved. You know what? Um I was thinking about that uh, really quickly. Like, I know this is going to go off topic, but I was thinking about that because, like, oh, we don't really want to spoil the movie. But who cares? Because these movies have been out for so long. So people who are going to tune in most likely have seen the movie. And if they haven't, they'll probably watch it before they listen to the episode. Because what really what we want to do is I think why we started this show is just to talk about how much love we have for a movie. So if we're trying to, like, if we can't talk about it without spoiling, then we can't really talk about what we love about the film. So in reality, I think people who are going to listen to this episode or any of our episodes have watched the movie, so they're sharing in our love with us, you know? And if they haven't, they're not going to listen to the episode. They'll watch the movie and then listen. So obviously, at this point, going forward... You know we're going to spoil every movie, but the thing is, it's like, we've, we've, it's not like, you know, last week's Walking Dead, we're going to spoil it and you haven't watched it on DVR. (laughs) These movies have been out for years. This is 1998. That's what, 82 years since then? So it's okay. It's, it's perfectly, I don't know math, but it's perfectly fine. So we'll. I I believe it's like 82 years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, so yeah, so, so let's, so, you know, we'll, we'll spoil it. Um, Renata put it, you know, perfectly. It's, uh. It's a great movie. Um, I, I get you know what? Since you can actually spoil it, Renata, um, and you gave the plot behind this film, tell us this why you love this movie, like why you chose it. Because when when I said, hey, it's Valentine's Day, you know, we got to choose a movie that's about love. What are we gonna do? You know, when this uploads, it'll be Valentine's Day. You know, so yeah. like, what would be a good movie? And you're like, Wedding Singer. Well, why wedding singer? Like, what? Tell, tell me. Like, I mean, you, you. It was nineteen ninety eight. You were born in ninety three, so that's what eight years since, right? Yeah. When when you were born? No, you're shaking your head. Yes, no, you didn't even this. <laughs> the math. Like, I was six. I was six years old. I was six when that movie came out. Yeah, isn't it five years? Because it's three, four, well, five, I mean, I, six, I guess... seven, eight. That's five years since, right? Yeah, well, maybe I didn't see it. See, until maybe I was because I remember it clear. I remember laughing, and I remember like I just. Why? Why is there a bunch of black on your hand? Is there? Oh, a pen. I was writing with a pen. As a lefty, when you write. Oh, you're left-handed. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I heard left-handed people are morons. <laughs> I heard right-handed people are dull. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, so, what I love about The Wedding Singer. There's so much love for that movie. Um, What's that on your probably... wall behind you? Who are those guys? Is that like a boy band from the 80s? Who? Those guys on your door. That? Yeah. Oh, that's the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. That was the, my first band that I ever fell in love that's with. That's not 80s. We're talking about that. <laughs> I'm just messing. All right, go on. Tell us about your love about Wedding Singer. There, like I said, there's so much love for the movie. And you know what? When you are when you want to watch a nice movie during Valentine's Day, you want a little bit of comedy to it. You don't necessarily just want a drama love movie. I think you need comedy. I mean, like, you know, because it makes people laugh. It makes people intimate more. And I think this is just a perfect movie. This Just the storyline behind it, you know. Like, things don't, like, it, it comes to show a reality. Like, you know, like how typical love movies, like, you know, two people meet each other and, like, you know, it, they fall in love and everything's perfect and they live happily ever after. Pretty much like Disney, but it, it shows that, like, people get hurt and things don't work out, but other things lead to better endings. And, you know, I mean, it shows the hurt. Even, I mean, though it was a comedy, it showed the hurt what um robbie hart which is the wedding singer went through and you know a girl comes along and she just rocks his world and and changes him and the and the music's great like the music that they pick from the 80s is just dead on awesome um uh, to pick adam sandler and drew barrymore together i think they have perfect chemistry i don't know why they didn't ever marry because like they did they actually did two movies together. They they did The Wedding Singer and they did Fifty First Dates. And I believe they're doing another movie together, but I forget what the title is. But it's coming this year, and it's it's going to be based on them two again. They have such great chemistry, and I think Drew Barrymore just um, she has this very like like funny but like decent girl aspect of her. Like she's not like. She, what am I, what am I trying to say? Like, she's not a, an Angelina Jolie. She's not like, she doesn't come off as this very sexy person, but she's like the word I'm not trying to use is she's beautiful, but everything about her, her personality, you know, her personality is what makes her even more beautiful because just the way she is as an actress. And I just think their chemistry is just unbelievable. They, you know, and they, they hit it off. And I just think them two together, if it wasn't for them two, then the movie just wouldn't, work out so that's what i love well, i think that honestly that's what he's trying to do is recapture what he had on the wedding singer because that's really what brought back drew barrymore's career like like really as what because at one point drew barrymore like she wasn't really doing anything so then she started doing like sleazy like she was known as sexy like because i remember she was in um freaking what is like there's a movie i think called bad girls like where cowgirl you know poison ivy like she was she was like as a sex symbol but then when she came out and did uh wedding singer she was so wholesome and cute and so on and so forth at that point she her her films afterwards she's she wasn't doing those sexy films or whatever so it really changed it really helped her out but like that chemistry they had in that film they keep trying to bring it back they did it in 51st dates and Eh, it was like whatever and then now they got this new one that's coming out but 
aside from those films, like this movie, like I, I, it, it, I think really like what what about this movie is because it's 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 Adam Sandler's like this was one of his first movies that wasn't all stupid funny. Where like you know like certain other films like like you would do um what is it uh. Billy Madison, you know, I had a, like a lot of stupid dummy stuff, but this is the one that was more of a serious take where it was comedy, but not like, uh, the humor that was like, uh, um, not gross out comedy, but where like they did stuff like that, that was just random and Billy Madison. It was, doofus. It was like doofus. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. You know, and they didn't do that with wedding scene. That's what I, I mean, I love those other films, but I, this is what really made this film different every now and again. Like for instance, one thing I'm going to bring this up and I know you're all going to question this. Like the movie is, it's, it plays straight. Like it plays straight with comedy. Like it's a great movie, but then there's this one scene when they're all testing now you know, I think they're listening to the Hollow Notes, and they're test. Yeah, it is. And they're testing out um, cakes, and they're each trying it. And then Adam Sandler turns around, and there's this <laughs> weird, random, ugly lady who eats the cake, and like, I, I, it's like, who is that? Who the hell is that lady? They never explain who that is. We never see her again. It's like yeah, because because he points at at like his friends and he gets his finger. He's like, who the hell is that? But is why? That? Why was she there? Like, is there a, a deleted scene or what the hell? Like, it's seriously, what was Adam Sandler at that? I mean, because you're right, Adam Sandler kind of like looks at his friends and points with his thumb, like, who the hell is like I don't know. And again, like we're <laughs> as an audience, like, why was that even there? <laughs> like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, why? Like, you know, this is going to be a funny scene. We're each going to try the cake, and then we're going to give it to some random lady, and we're going to question who the hell that is. And, I mean, that you know, there's moments like that, but the rest of the film, like, they had actual funny moments. And seriously, that, again, I, I know I say this a lot, but that was like a, like, during the 90s, exactly at that moment, 80s were just back. They were huge, especially if you lived here in Southern California. The 80s were just massive. I mean, they had this 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 station called K-Rock. They had a, every every day at noon, it was flashbacks, you know, and there's a this popular DJ that was huge. He's from, you know, he's a Brit. His name is Richard Blade. He was playing music. Like, 80s got huge all over again, and this movie came out at the right time. And everything that you just love about the 80s, like, there's little things. Like, here's, I, like, we could test your parents on this one if they're listening I mean, they'll probably be like, oh, I knew that, but maybe not. There's a, a small scene where you're watching the TV and it's a commercial and all you hear is a guy say, time to make the donuts, you know? And that right there, just, it's a throwaway scene, nothing, ex- but if you know 80s, you know, hey, Dunkin' Donuts, that was a famous commercial from the 80s. It's like, you know, there's even a, a, a ref, you know, the little kid has a Freddy Krueger mask, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like they do that throughout the whole thing, and they make little like I love the where where his uh, the the girlfriend, but the the other one or the ex, she's wearing a t shirt, a Van Halen shirt, and he says, "Hey, take off my shirt before you jinx him and break up the band," and that ended up happening. You know, David Lee Roth took off boozy boozy bop or whatever the hell he talks uh, or sings, but yeah, like that's what happened. Like it's like there's all these cool little jokes in that. That, that are like, oh, you know, it's like, aside from the humor, they had so much 80s, like, you know, like, humor. Like, he's watching Billy Idol, you know, White Wedding. The, the music was great, you know. Everything was all 80s. It was, it, it, it's a great movie. But aside from all that 80s stuff, it, it is a really good, like, 
story love story because i think really like a lot of why women tend to love this movie a lot is because i could be wrong but i know um women tend to love the wedding singer a lot guys love it too but but women love it too and i I think really what it is is because they all want a robbie in their life they all want because it's like julia's just forcing herself to get married in that sense at that moment and robbie comes professes his love for her and saves her and comes to the to the rescue basically it's almost like a a knight in shining armor or whatever you know he comes and and he saves her and we and all all girls want that they all want their 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 robbie to come and save the day you know to come in and be like no i want you i love you this is how i feel about you play that little song you know growing old with you and and she's like, I love you too. And it's like moment. It's like all girls want that. It's like that song gets me every time. I I literally every time I watch that scene, I cry at the end of because like it's just you you feel like you're Juliet right then and there. You feel like you're Drew Barrymore sitting there, and you just cry and you just like. And when she says that was the most beautiful song, I think it was said that she really she was so like. That scene was real. Like, I mean, even though it was faked for her to cry, but every like when they kept doing the scene, or like I think it, I think it took like two to three tries, and I think the, I think the third try, I think she really just felt the song, and when she said that's the most beautiful song, that's really like, I think that was ad libbed, and I think she was just like in awe, like and you could even see it in her face, like. You just tell when people cry in a scene and if it's real, like if it looks real or if it's fake, but Drew Barrymore, I mean, I don't think she pulled it off. I think she really happened. I mean, it did. So, I mean, I mean, if I, I cried off the whim every time in that movie. It's so cute. And okay, I'm going to go old girly now, so I'm just going to (laughs) stop. But that, I mean, that's that's fine because it's like really what girls feel about that movie. Like, I mean, you know, what's funny. That was my very first date ever was to that movie. With the girl, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, like uh, I mean, with the girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, my very first time ever that I've gone out on a date. Yeah, I, I took my girlfriend at the time, and we went to go see the wedding singer, <laughs> and it was awesome. And I was like, oh, you know, it, it, it was a good movie. And I, I, you know, I, I, you would be like, oh, are you making out? Me, me, me. I'm like, no. I go to a movie. I want to see the movie. All right. You, you keep your lips over there. I'll, I'll kiss you later. I want to watch Robbie Hart. <laughs> Yeah, like, I noticed that, like, I mean, a lot of people go to the movies, like, they say, oh, it's just for, like, couples just to make out. I'm like, no, I want to watch the movie. If I'm paying money for this movie, I'm not wasting, like, $16 on just, like, you know, doing that. Or, like, they're not $16. Or, like, how much is a movie? Like, it's $11. Like, well, maybe it's and, 22 bucks because each movie's 11 bucks. so you add it up, it's, like, what, 22 Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't paying for <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible girl. No, I just kidding. Um, you know, smart. Your dad's probably like, there you go, Renat. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you make the man pay. <laughs> um, I mean, here we go. Wrong. I treat, but like, yeah. dur- during the time, it was like he he paid. <laughs> well, here we go. Here's a, a, a quick statement on, you know, uh, Sanchez uh, romance tips. All right, if it, if it's your first time ever going out on, on a date, like the first time meeting, don't go to a movie. Like, how are you supposed to get to know the person in a movie? Like, that's the dumbest thing to ever do. The first time you ever meet, like in person, like or you know, it's like, and you go to a movie. That's that's the dumbest thing ever. 
Uh, go to a restaurant. Go somewhere where you can sit and talk. Don't go to the movies. That's the dumbest thing. Because you're going to sit there like, it's like I'm here to get to know you, but hold on. Here comes the trailers. You know, you can't even talk. So I, I just want to put Huh? Ice skating's good. Yeah, do something else. You know, go yeah, like go to a restaurant where you could sit down across from each other. You know, there's you could go to Denny's, and <laughs> that's a romantic place. <laughs> Did no. you ever feel weird? Um, sp- I mean, I know we're gonna get into this topic, but did you ever feel weird when you first went on a date, eating in front of your date, like ordering? Oh my god! All right, you know what? Like we said, this show does tend to feature personal life stories sometimes, and you know, it's like it's Valentine's, so why not? Uh, that, that my first date, I, yeah, we, we were at the <laughs> mall and we're like, what should we eat? And we went to Del Taco, you know, that romantic, right? <laughs> you know, but she was cool about it. She didn't care. Like, I mean, that I know of, but I mean, she stuck around afterwards, but anyways, um, yeah, I felt weird eating like my tacos. Like I was trying to eat without like breaking up, making a mess. And yeah, I was embarrassed. I mean, she probably was too. You know, I don't know. It is. It's like you're eating in front of someone. I remember the first time. Okay. My first date. I mean, even though like I, I met Joe, um, he was like my first real date. We went, well, we went ice game, but it was with a different group. It was like, but like, it was just me and him. I remember we went to it. We did a dinner and a movie and the movie and actually was on Valentine's day. Like our first like real big date was on Valentine's day. And We went to see the the new um, Friday the third the the new Friday the thirteenth that was released in two thousand and eight. Oh, because it, um, wait, no, no, two thousand nine. It was. The, remember, it was the it was like the remake of yeah um, the the Michael Bay one. But but what? Okay, I thought it actually was released on Friday the thirteenth. And if you thought the day was released, then that means you you didn't see it on Valentine's Day, unless it came out. I don't know. Go on. Just keep talking. Well, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it, it, was, <laughs> it was the day of Valentine's Day that it came, that, that like, not it came out, but we saw it during that time on Valentine's Day. And then I remember, I forget what restaurant we went to. We went, God, we went to, we, I think we think we went to Longhorns. No, we went to, I don't know. I forget which restaurant we went to. I was terrified to eat. Terrified. I was like... Uh, what do you get? And um, I, cause I don't want to order the salad because I hate salad. So I think I ordered like chicken fingers or something like that. It's one of my favorite foods, by the way. So I was eating chicken fingers and I'm like this. I'm like, like I'm just nibbling and I'm not even like eating at all. Like you're all in pairs. Yeah, but like now you like a pig. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, give me another milkshake with that. <laughs> oh man, I'm like dying here. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we, um, that's why. Like that's one thing that whenever when when it comes to the, like the wedding singer, it always reminds me of like, wow, like I had my first date at that movie, you know. And really quickly, you if you said you saw the day. It was released. Um, uh, for, for, it came out February thirteenth, so that was a Friday. So that means you saw it on Saturday, on you know February fourteenth, because you saw it on actual Valentine's Day. Because I remember when that movie came. I never saw it because I'm like, why do I want to see a remake of Friday the thirteenth? I mean, I was really upset with the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but whatever, it's all right. Yeah, I like. I I was a big. If I had to choose any of the classic like eighties um, slasher movies, like like horror movies, I would definitely pick Nightmare on Elm Street. But like, since it was a scary movie, 
and you know you wanted the whole like putting your arm around the person so like if the person's not scared it was that type of movie oh my gosh I swear. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyways back to the wedding singer back to um it. one thing that was awesome about this movie is its soundtrack this soundtrack was unbelievable yes i mean come on you had i mean well i know you didn't have full 80s you had the yeah you had Video Kill the Radio Star, but it was a remake of the President of the United States of America. You obviously had Culture Club, you know, with Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? You, the Smith, <laughs> Psychedelic Furs, Thompson Twins, you know, Elvis Costello, Billy Idol, David Bowie. I mean, you had it all. And that album was so huge. It was so massive that they actually relieved, relieved, re- released a second version of the album. Where they, at that point, you had Kajagoo, The Cars, Spandau Ballet, A Flock of Seagulls. B-52s. I mean, it's just like, it, it, it was a huge freaking album. And I remember my friend at the time, his older sister would pick us up from school. And every day she kept listening to the same, the album. So we're hearing the same. I remember the first time we heard that song where Robbie sings to Juliet. The gal was, yeah. I, I re- recorded. And the first time I was like, ah, yeah, funny. But then hearing it every day over and over, like driving home from school was like, all right, it's not funny again, you know? Shut up. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Wait, was it? It's like, no, please, no. Oh, here's that song when they're getting the cake. <laughs> and it's like, who was that lady, man? Damn, that bothers me a lot. She's like, like her sticks her tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what was your favorite funny scene in that movie? Like, what what do you just nonstop laugh about that? I mean, oh, man, that's kind of tough. Like, if I had to pick a, a favorite scene, like, I do love, um, you know what? No, I know the scene that always, always makes me laugh. <laughs> and it's the scene where where Robbie, he's at the altar, and then here comes, like, her, I think his, his sister or someone, or I can't remember who, someone comes up <laughs> and says, like, she's not coming. What? And he's like, yeah, she says she's not coming, and he's like, okay. And he's like, I need a minute. And she, he walks away into the room, and yeah. he looks at the mirror, and then he breaks the mirror, and then you <laughs> see that boy George guy just go, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. Me and Carlos always laugh about that when he does that weird cry, like, nah, nah, nah. Like, it just does it all retarded, like, like he's just, you know? And it makes me laugh, and that, that's, that, that always makes me laugh, that stupid scene, but, you know, other things make me laugh. I love Steve Buscemi, the, when he's the brother, he's like, you know, the best man, the better man. <laughs> I think I could do the whole monologue, what he says. Do it, do it right now. Right. Fans want to hear it. Okay. My brother, Harold, asked me to be the best man at his wedding, and I was like, of course, man, because you've always been there for me. And everyone's like, oh, well, when I was in. And you recorded me. <laughs> so now I was in rehab. And that time I couldn't find my car. Because you know Harold, he's always been the dependable one. And i always been the screwed up one. Right, Dad? <laughs> Why couldn't you be more like your brother? I mean, Harold never beat up his landlord. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, nothing personal, um, Dad. But Harold's not so perfect. Remember time that Puerto Rico and he picked up those two... Uh, I mean, I guess they were prostitutes, but I wasn't the one that was paying. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, I'm a person, too, Pod. God damn it, I'm a person, too. And he's like, I'm the best man, the better man. And he's like, ow! And he slams the cymbals on the drums and then end the scene. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> now you you did mess up it. He does say um, when he says he's like I didn't. I'm not the one that or ended up paying. He says he's like I don't remember paying because that's the thing. He doesn't know if they're processing that because he says he's like well, I don't remember paying. <laughs> well, I did good. I I give myself a and you miss you miss. Uh, I mean, the whole first half was good, but you missed the whole guitar part. He's like self taught. No less. Remember that whole scene with the guitar. That's, but that's after it. Oh, and yeah. then, and then he, after, like after he hits the symbols, and then like he was like, um, I know. And then like Robbie starts talking, and then he's like, Yeah, best guitar player in the world. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first what? half you what? had the first half, but you left out the best part was the guitar. <laughs> what the, the, the rest is the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. See that it's like there's there's so many quotable things. Another line from that movie is when Robbie's messing with his buddy about hiring him for the limo. What is that? Everybody to this day, I always hear that damn line. They were cones. <laughs> it's, it's they were like, cones. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I I, I love again. I love the little references. I love when you know the the chef at the first reception. He's there, and then he has his shirt, and it says, you're like, hey, you got to relax. And it says, Frankie says, relax, you know? Like, it's just, like, cool little things like that that they do throughout the movie that is just, like, you know, it's 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 awesome. Like, if you love the 80s, you know the 80s pop culture, you're going to catch so many references from the 80s that are just going to make you laugh or, or just be like, I remember that, I remember this, you know? <laughs> I like the, the weird, his Italian stepbrother with his sister. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. She always does this thing with my nipples. And uh, <laughs> you're like, all right, just go. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like when he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. He's been down the basement for a while. He's like having an episode or something. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, he was in a, he was in Goodfellas, right? Yeah, he was. He was in Goodfellas. Yeah. Does your dad know him? Because your dad knows everybody. Daddy. <laughs> no, just you don't have to ask him now. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy didn't care. <laughs> you, you sound right now. You sound. You reminded me of that Austin Powers song from Part Three, where he's singing about his daddy. Daddy wasn't there. Didn't take, take me to the fair. fair. <laughs> Changed my underwear. <laughs> Daddy, yeah. do you, what was the question you wanted me to ask? Uh, no, because it was the guy, he was in Wedding Singer, but he was also in Goodfellas. And I, I was like, I know you said you've met a lot of people, so I was curious if you've met him. He's the guy that looks like he has a Jerry curl. He's the one that's hanging in the freezer locker in Goodfellas. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about, uh, <laughs> oh, my, the uncle. Yeah, yeah, he plays the but, uncle in the wedding scene. Yeah, no, I never met him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, he played a good part. He died too, I think. Oh, oh he, no, he didn't. Oh, actually, actually, I was with a friend <laughs> that hangs in my bar that that it hangs with him. Goes out and sees him once in a while. Oh, right. Huh? Yeah, he used to go out and eat with him and everything. So he was a real nice guy. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's one thing I want to bring up real quick before. Uh, Renata had mentioned that you guys said you would know way more 80s than we would, that you guys could do a better show. And what did she what, did she tell you what I said? No. 
I said, no way. I said, they know more 80s than us. I said, I don't remember too much of anything in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> she made it seem like you guys, like we were going to actually have a quiz and start quizzing you guys. I mean, I know oh. when you listen to the episode, you'll hear us talking about it. But she right. made it, she was making you guys seem like you were like, oh, no, we'll know it. We'll know it. We're the, we'll do the best show ever. We'd be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kim thinks she can. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Not me. No, my mind ain't too good anymore. No. <laughs> it's okay, Daddy. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Did you, 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 you watch The Wedding Singer, right? A thousand times, yeah. What's your favorite scene? Uh, I guess when the, the best man, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. people Sammy. Yeah. You know, comes when he walks up and the outside, he's all drunk. Hey, yeah. Wedding Singer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we brought up right now that we were saying like that's one like our favorite scene is uh steve buscemi before he's all drunk he's uh, the better man and that was the uh, comment you I, left <laughs> and then when he comes home that one night and the and his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend staying <laughs> at his house on the lawn yeah it's my grit <laughs> My actually, my niece's husband came walking home the same way one New Year's Eve like that. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, that's cool. So, if you've seen it, like you said earlier, oh, a thousand times, why do you love the Wedding Singer? And since you've seen it so many times, obviously you must have a love for the movie. What What is it about that film that you are like? I gotta watch it again, and I'll never get tired of it. It makes fun of the bands back then. I mean, it's really if you, some of the stuff they do. It's just like it brings back memories of the '80s. But they also it's kind of comical, like the hairstyles and the and the um, uh, the way they he act and 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 like see like them them suits he wore like in the band. I I remember that. Yeah, I remember people dressing like bands dressing like that and the hairstyles and, and uh, people acting like acting like that in the weddings. You know, we had the family's all dancing, and then, you know, somebody always made a fool of themselves in the middle of the floor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know. Yeah. That, that part's always funny, too. The very beginning, when you're watching oh, yeah. all the people dance. I, yeah. And there's, like, like a... The, the shot for shot when the guy's, like, taking all of his shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, you always have somebody like that at a party, too. Yeah? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, Daddy. Well, Renata's giving my cue to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice seeing you again, sir. A good one. You too. Right. Don't worry, Daddy. It'll be another episode. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> wedding singer. Hey, wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my father, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> um, I, I also, too, I like, um, like I said, there's, there's these cool, just little references. Like, I like the part where he's trying to buy the plane ticket. And the guy's like, hey, do you like Flock of Seagulls? Like, his hair is like, you know, it's like things like that. Like, that's why if you know the 80s, you're going to see, it's just, again, I've said it many times before, it's a love letter to us. If you're, it's like a, a love letter from the 80s. It's almost like you're going to be like, oh, I remember that, I remember that. But aside from that, great music and a great story. It's a great love story. But here's my, we always have to talk about that. Do you have any issues? Because I have an issue with the film. Do you have yeah, any? but you go first. Okay. Because you have the issue most. All right. My, my issue behind the film is like, this is what I hate about Hollywood. And here's the thing about this movie. 
What you tend to forget is that Julia cheated on her fiance. Okay? She cheated on him, left him for another man. But what Hollywood did to us was to make you forget that she's still a cheater and fell in love with someone else while she was with someone, she made her fiance an a-hole. That he was such an a-hole, he was cheating on her, that you as as subconsciously give the okay to be like, you know, you have no issue with it. It's usually what Hollywood does with movies where, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, the character, it, they always make a character bad so that you feel okay to be like, all right, you know, she's she's cheating anyways, but it's on an a-hole, so you're fine she, with she, it. She just kissed him, but it was more Holly's idea than Yeah, anything. but here's the thing, though. She's still having, she's having feelings for someone else. So she's starting to grow feelings while she's with someone. Instead of breaking it off, she still rushes off to marry him. Instead of being like, I have feelings for someone else. I can't be with you. But she's still continuing to do the marriage. You know, so that's what makes it okay. It's like, it's for instance, like, um, what, what other movie, you know. Or, 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 all right, here's another example. Like, like oh Christ, I, could, I just lost it. But there, there's movies like that where like, you know, they make the characters bad, so you realize in the end, well, you know, it's okay. Even though they were, you know, cheating, it's okay because that character was it was an a-hole or a B anyways, you know? Um, other times, they don't do that. I mean, I know, like, in Clerks 2, they, he was, like, with someone. that You didn't even feel bad for the other girl that he left her with. But, like I said, that's really my main issue where in the end, like, you know, what if, what if like, you know, Robbie... Uh, makes her sad at some point or whatever, and she ends up starting to fall in love with someone. She did it once before. She could easily fall in love with someone else, you know, and you just don't pay attention. Why? Because, you know, what's his, what, what's the, the boyfriend's name or the fiancé? Glenn. Glenn. He's an a-hole. He's a huge a-hole, so you excuse it. And you're like, ah, oh, it's all right. It's, it's okay for her to start falling for someone else and, you know, cheat on him because he he's an a-hole, you know, and they excuse that. That's really my own, my one of my main issues, um, with the movie, uh, other than that, I really, I, it's hard to really come across with stuff that was like, really that, you know, oh, that bothered me and that bothered me, you know, um, it, it, all in all, like I said, it was, um, you know, even Robbie, you would think about it, like, what gives us the okay for him to steal her away is that he was an a-hole, you know, that's another part, Robbie is, is, is falling for another, you know, it's Jesse's girl, you know, it's like, I, I want her, you know, I'm falling for her, but she's taken. If Glenn was a all-around good guy, great guy, you know, helps at the church or whatever, you know, donates to the homeless, whatever, does all these great things, you would think Robbie was an a-hole. Like, dude, leave her alone. She's with someone. He's a good guy, you know? Mm-hmm. But because he's an a-hole, we root for Robbie because we want Robbie to come in and save the day and say, I want to grow old with you, you know, and that's what makes it okay. And that's the one thing that that movie is tricking us to believe it's okay what they're doing, you know, why? Because one of them is an a-hole anyways, you know, um, it, it, that's why like when you look at Liar Liar, that movie really it, 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 they do the exact same thing almost in a in a sense towards the end it's an airplane again wedding singer liar liar it's an airplane right they connect in that same way what does jim carrey do he's going over there i learned my mistakes i want to take care of my son you know i've changed please you know this and that he goes saves the day and and in the end she ends up with him 
why though? The whole time this guy wasn't even a bad guy. He was a good guy the whole time just because he was a loser. Like he came off like a dork. He couldn't do the claw, but yet he was a nice guy and you can't really vouch for that guy. Like why was that okay? Like he wasn't even a bad guy. But in the wedding singer, they give you that reason. They may they be like, oh, okay, that this is fine, you know. But no one really catches that because the focus is really on the son, in which they still end up together at the end. But with this one, the wedding singer, it's like, all right, you know. So again, Robbie, he's even an a hole if you think about it. He's going after a woman who's attached, and he well, shouldn't. Gl- well, Glenn's never around to begin with, so but of that's course, why. I see- that's why they're they're making it okay. That's what I'm saying. If Glenn was always around, he was an all around good guy. He was, you know, all-American, as they say. We would be like, Robbie would be the bad guy. But because Glenn, he's never there. He's always working late. He's actually cheating. We give the okay because we know Robbie's the good guy. He's the good guy. He's going to save the day. But in reality, he was going after a woman that was already attached. He didn't know the situation, but he was already falling for her, you know? And, and and it's like, okay, what's what's to stop Robbie from doing that again in the future once they're together? You know? He comes across another girl who's attached and starts falling for her. I don't know. That that's really my my my, my issues with the film. Oh well, I mean like I, I agree with you to a point. I think I think you're right on that. I mean like if Glenn was the all American guy, if he was the good guy, then there wouldn't be a problem. But yeah. I think Julia I think Julia's a, a good mind on that. But the one that there's there's a couple of things that really bothered me. I mean, even though it was a funny scene, but remember when they do the like the uh the Bart mitzvah and everything? Yeah. Like it kind of disturbed me that thirteen-year-old. Like, like, do you remember the part where the grandfather says, um, uh, like, when they're when he's announcing Julia to like whoever wants to dance with her, like, out of all the thirteen-year-old guys, mm-hmm. um, the grandfather says, "I don't think you want to dance with her," and like, it, it just you're gonna talk like that to a thirteen-year-old boy. Well, he's a thirty-year-old man. <laughs> Yeah, but like it, it's just I mean I mean you don't say that to little kids and then like you know like the whole idea of like um I mean I I I know it was a funny scene but if you look at it from like a um like a serious point of view like you know holding like the kid just sliding down and like this like this woman was nice enough it's like I'm talking about Julia when he when she asks the kid who doesn't like have nobody to dance with and she's like may I have this dance and she's and she's all nice doing that like he already goes right for the butt excuse me, the ass. He goes right for the ass and he just <laughs> scrolls all the way down. And I'm like, dude, like, I mean, like, take, take the dance. Don't try to ruin it. Like, can you imagine if she, if she was like all like, you know, slaps like, him? Yeah. Like pervert. Like, you know, like who would ever in the right mind as a, as a kid, as of that sort of, you know, like, like the kid was a, a loser. The kid, not, I mean, he wasn't a loser. I shouldn't say that, but the, the kid just, <laughs> he, he didn't, he just wasn't, a popular kid like no kid no kid wanted to talk with him the fact that like you know he gets the girl at the party he goes and does that move like that ruins it i mean it was funny but you know can you imagine on a realistic point of view like that's just like you're, you're just asking to get smacked the one part that um if i were if, i mean this is something when your dad's listening to this he could probably comment leave a comment um afterwards because i know he's gonna listen all right, so there's that scene where he puts his hands and squeezes her butt, and she looks up, like, all shocked, like, <gasps> you know, because he's a kid, she allows it, whatever. But then, you know, freaking Adam Sandler, you know, Robbie right there, gets the girl's hand and puts it on his butt. 
Now, me as a father, I would have been like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, you're trying to have her cop a feel on you. Like, I would have been like, dude, move her hands off your ass. Like, I would have gotten mad, you know. Um, so I'm wondering how your father would have felt if, like, you're, you know, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, and a, a male who's probably, like, um, 27, 28, 29 is dancing with you and gets your hands and puts it on his butt. How would your father feel about that? Because when I, I saw that, I was like, yeah, right. The double standards thing here would have been like, uh, like, you know, with the kid. Oh, it's a boy. Ha ha. You know, older woman. But if it was an older man with the little girl. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I realize it's totally different when it's like the opposite. You know, like when if a, if a guy's doing something horrible to a girl, it's like that's my baby girl. Like, don't do that to her. But if it's a boy, yeah, right on. Yeah, it's, it's like nice. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy how that works. Mm-hmm. But um, what was it? The one other scene? I, no, it wasn't a scene. It's just that I loved Robbie's character, but I feel like Robbie came off as too much of a wimp. Robbie, like like Robbie, yeah, like sometimes. Yeah, he, I mean, because remember, there's that part where he's going to fight Glenn and the old man comes in and yeah, punches like, him. I, like, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't tough. Yeah, it, it kind of like, I mean, I just kind of wish that, like, something would have happened. Like, maybe the, the cops would have jumped in and said, hey, guys, break it off. Like, so it shows that, like, you know, maybe he could have fought him off. But if you knock, like, I didn't understand the point of him getting knocked on the ground. You know, I mean, I know he was drunk and everything like that, but... Yeah. But then again, like, Glenn sucker punched him. Like, you know, and there wasn't really even a fight. But I I didn't like how he came off as such a... And he came off as a baby, too. Like, he was like, oh, you're only marrying Glenn because he's got money. And, like, you know, like, what? You're into material shit. Like, you know, like, and he's just being, like, all a jerk. Yeah. So I didn't... I didn't... I mean, I liked him for the most part, but I didn't, like... He stepped up to his game in the end. That's all that matters, but... Well, that's the thing. Like, he, he realized, you know, I, I love her. I want to be with her. The granny says, go get her, Robbie. You know, she <laughs> he runs off and saves the day. And, and yeah, that's it's really what happens. I mean, uh, that's really what changes us to be like, oh, he's a good, you know, look at this guy, man. He's going to run in and save the day and... Hey, you have a pen on you, have a perfect idea for a song, and then we see Billy Idol. And it's cool because it's Billy Idol right then and how, however old he was at that time, playing himself as a young guy. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good movie. All around good movie. It, if you're listening, obviously, you've, you've seen it. You know, uh, please tell us why you love this movie. You know, go on our Instagram, interact with us, talk to us. We'll, re- we'll respond back. Uh, let us know what you thought about this movie. You know, uh, was it a... It was a hit when it when it was released. It, it, it made you know the money, and it was such a huge hit that they made it into a, a musical. I've never seen the musical myself, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a it's a great movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so um, we can continue talking about you know freaking wedding singer, but we need to cut it because if not, we'd have a two hour episode. But yeah, I mean that's the best we could do. Um, talk about you know. The Wedding Singer. Next week, I'm going to tease it now. Uh, so if you're listening, you'll know. If you, if you don't catch it, then you have to wait. Next week's episode, in the in the realm of the love and Valentine's Day, you know, we're going to be talking about The Princess Bride. So The Princess Bride is the next movie we're going to be doing uh, next week, Tuesday. Uh, not, I don't know when we're going to record so yeah, so that's a, it's a it's a great movie. Again, it has that cool love story, but it's really like has a lot of awesome stuff that when you when you think about it, it's not like 
like I've never heard once like, oh, that's a chick flick. It's not. It's such a good movie. I mean, they have a bunch of good characters in there. It's a it's a really fun and in, in, enjoying. Uh, uh, like an, enjoyable. Yeah. So, any any last final thoughts, Renata? Um, I know my dad wanted to say something really quick. That's oh, why okay. I came. Oh, Real okay. quick. Funny story. When Renata was a little kid, the part where when he's with Drew, Drew Barrymore in the ice cream parlor, well, at the um, where she's looking over bands for her uh, her party, her wedding. Oh no, Dad! No. Well, when he sings that song with the guitar, uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, Renata used to do that when she was a kid, a little kid with the cursing and all. Oh wow. <laughs> I guess about six, maybe. Six. Wow. <laughs> and she used to, and she would do, like, when she get to the cursor, where she would do a real, real light, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> Oh, I wish you guys had footage of that. I just thought of that when I was in the shower. <laughs> That's awesome. I really wish there was footage on that. That would have been uh, cool. Uh, it probably is. I got to look for it. Oh, if you could find it, please, that'd be awesome. We would have to post that. Seriously. <laughs> all right. All right, Dad. Now get out. Uh, over and out. I'll see you later. All right. Take care. <laughs> Man, that would be so cool. So let's hope your your dad finds that because I would love no, to see that. And no. our fans would love to see that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before I go, we go, I always, I started doing a new segment called Sanchez Records. And it's, uh, it's where I give you, it's like, you know, the 80s song of the week, basically, you know. So I thought... You know, all right, well, what what could be, like, a love song? I don't want to go lovey-dovey. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give you a good electronic, you know, uh, just, you know, new wave uh, love song, I guess. So you could say that would fit the mood. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to November 27, 1981, the year Soft Cell released Nonstop Electric Cabaret. And the song that I'm going to give you is Sex Dwarf. So, many of you probably thought, oh, Tainted Love. No, no, no. I'm going to give you Sex Dwarf. So, for those of you people, you, yeah, seriously, I love this song. Many of a time, I would be in the car driving home late from work, and I would sing this song from beginning to end exactly in the voice the way he sings it. So, when you hear this song, <laughs> just imagine me singing along to this perfectly the way he does it, because I like to mimic voices. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a good song, Sex Dwarf. I love it. Even there's this cool, like, you could find it online where Nine Inch Nails, they perform a cover of it, and it sounds great. It's a good freaking song. I seriously, I love this song way better than Tainted Love. Even though Tainted Love was the huge hit for them, I honestly believe Sex Dwarf is a ten times better song. And another one that you never hear about of theirs is uh, Memorabilia, but uh, seriously, um, uh, Sex Dwarf. A great song so so stay tuned after the show when we close out you're gonna hear you know the song sex short all right so ladies and gentlemen we're at the tail end you know renata say your final words goodbyes thank you guys for listening to the 88 miles per hour podcast episode six and hope you guys um listen to this and comment on about it and um Get ready for next week. Next week's going to be awesome. Princess Bride. Yeah, next week, Princess Bride. And then the following week, we're gonna still. there's still going to be one final week for for the love movies. And we'll be, we're not going to tell you that. We'll tease it next week. And that will be Renata's pick. 
So yeah, so please follow us on Instagram. If you leave us comments, we talk back to you. Interact with us. Ask us questions, comments, anything. You know, we're 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 gonna respond back to you. That's that's how it is. If you if you're a fan of Brothers Bear, if you know how I run that page, I respond. I, I talk back. We're the exact same way on this, you know. So talk to us, interact with us, and and you know, download us. If you hear anything on the show that you like or whatever question, or maybe we we quoted something wrong or or the date is wrong or something, tell us, you know, be like, all right, you know. So yeah, so so just uh, check us out. So yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, so that's you know, it's time for us to hop in the DeLorean. You know, we were we traveled back to February, you know, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight, you know. But now it's time to get in our DeLorean and go back to the future. For my little sex dwarf to 
clothes in black hat clothes. We can have playtime in my little playroom. Disco dollies, my sex dwarf, and my dumb chauffeur. Like you on a long black lead You can't bring me all the things I need Sex war is midnight Luring disco dollies to a life of vice Sex war is at midnight Luring disco dollies to a life of vice This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.